MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is All Angles, VEASAN's football betting podcast. Here is Matt Brown. Hello and welcome. It is All Angles, a football betting podcast here on the VEASAN Podcast Network. My name is Matt Brown, and we are going to talk week two here in the NFL reminder this podcast absolutely free so if you want to go ahead hit the pause button go down give us a little five star four star whatever you know whatever I'm not going to tell you what to do with your life but uh you know if you're going to hit the three then just keep going just keep going review would be great and uh if you want to put some words in there that would be amazing as well and if you want to head over to VEASAN VEASAN.com slash subscribe 19 bucks for the first month if you want to give everything that we do a try over there on the website all right, guys, let's kick things off here. Chicago Bears and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is sitting two and a half in favor of the Bucs at home. 41 is your total. This is a pass for me. That said, I maybe I'm out on a limb here. I, I'm, I'm not out of bounds here when I say that if you want to play the Bears as an eight and a half teaser leg, I don't think it's like the worst case in the world. It's a total of 41, right? And so you're getting eight and a half and a 41. And further, if you look at the Bucks, like that win was, I don't want to call anything like fraudulent, but if you just go and you look in, I mean, it was, it was just, it was not a very impressive win at all. I mean, there's just, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that, right? It just wasn't a very impressive win by this Bucks team. And if you look from the Bears side of things, they can't be as bad as they were last week. And now it's two bad teams going at it. If you look at their power ratings, these teams were both teams that were in the you know bottom six of my power ratings coming in, coming into the season. And so 
you know, if you want to play teaser leg on the Bears, that's fine. Listen, the Bears, here's the here's the only issue with this. And the reason I'm saying don't take the points just straight up. Like the thing about the Bears, they might if you listen to any of our preseason content, right? I mean, we we were we were all over the fact that we thought the Bears were overhyped and overrated heading into this season. The three win team and everyone's like, oh, they're going eight or nine games. Like, no, that was that was never gonna happen. The Bears might actually be bad, like bad, bad yet again. And so that's like your the only thing that gives you a little bit of pause in this. But uh, that'd be the only way that I would go about playing this. That's it. Teaser leg on the Bears or, or nothing. And again, not in my account. I want to make that very, very clear. Green Bay Packers in the Atlanta Falcons. This is now Falcons point and a half, two points as favorites at home. 40, 40 and a half is your total. This is an injury report game. I got the, if you were paying attention during the week, the Falcons were actually underdogs in this game. And that was the that was the chance to like get in. It, it, look, the, the Packers were going to come into this game very, very shorthanded. They were going to be all kinds of beat up. And we knew that if you would have been, if, if you didn't pay attention, right? Like that's the thing about all this during the week. You know, you're a savvy better. That's the reason you're listening to this, to this podcast in the first place. So if you're going to be a savvy better and you really and truly care about trying to win bets, then this is the type of thing that you're, that you want to look at. Like Bakhtiari questionable for the Packers. Aaron Jones, questionable. Quay Walker, questionable. Christian Watson, questionable. That said, Aaron Jones, DNP. Bakhtiari, DNP. Limited on Walker and Watson, right? So, it's, yeah, I mean, they're questionable, but, I mean, you know, DNPs all week long typically don't don't play. So, for me, I understand. Look, the, the Falcons only threw the ball 18 times in week one. I'm assuming they're going to throw it a little bit more. That said, maybe they don't have to, because if you look last week, even though the Packers rolled on the Bears, if you want to look for a silver lining, the Bears did run for 122 yards against this Packers team. We know the Falcons want to run and run a lot. Bijan Robinson, Tyler Algier, they do. I mean, that's kind of just what they want to do. So maybe they just have success on the ground. Maybe Bijan Robinson just goes nuclear. So something to think about there for sure. Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans. This one, I don't even know how you could bet this one with confidence. Because you don't know what you're going like. Out of nowhere, C.J. Stroud ends up on the injury report. For whatever reason, and maybe you guys have a have a better thought process on this than me, despite the fact that the court, maybe this is just telling that he's going to play for sure, but the Texans are one-point favorites in this game over the Colts. 39 and a half is your total. I mean, look, with the quarterback being... With the quarterback being questionable, I mean, there's just no no way I would play the Texans. I mean, it's just there's just no way at all. They are getting Mechie back, by the way. Mechie's going to play. Hadn't played. He'd make his, his, his career debut for the Texans, so that's awesome. Awesome story for him to be able to come back from everything he's coming back from. Honestly, might not be the worst comeback player of the year thing if you just want to put a ticket in. If he has any sort of, you know, horrific injury, tragic illness, and I get it, like, DeMar Hamlin has a better story. This is a pretty good story. It's a pretty good narrative. And DeMar Hamlin is inactive in week one. So, I mean, if Mechie can go out there and just put up even decent stats, come back player of the year is something you might want to look at here in this one. Seattle Seahawks, Detroit Lions, four and a half across the board in favor of the Detroit Lions, 47, 47 and a half. Listen, I'm on the Lions. Um, and if you've listened to any preseason content that I did, you know that I love the Seattle Seahawks. So you're going, dude, this is the perfect bounce back spot. What are you doing? Why Why in the hell would you be on the Lions? You you love the Seahawks. 
both things both things can be true. The other thing can also be true is this Seahawks team are, is coming in this just incredibly hamstrung. And with that, it's just impossible for me to back the Seahawks in this game. If you're down one offensive lineman, from a starter standpoint, it's a bad thing. Well, what's even worse for them is they are down two starting offensive linemen, and it's both tackles. It's called a cluster injury, and not only cluster injury, the most important position on the offensive side of the ball outside of the quarterback. One tackles on IR. The other one, Charles Cross, is out. Jamal Adams, out, despite getting back out to practice. Mike Morris, defensive end, out for them. Devin Bush, questionable. Like, there's just so much for them to try to overcome. And this is not an overreaction to the Lions in week one. I didn't want to bet this game. Like, I was going to, I was certainly never going to bet this game. But this injury report, this thing could get nasty really quickly for Geno Smith and company with the Seahawks having both tackles out. Further, if you look back at the game last week, when the tack, when both these tackles got injured and they had to put in the backup tackles, and yes, you have a week of practice to try to figure things out, but just for a point of reference, Geno Smith was getting pressure on over 50% of his dropbacks. So every other dropback, he was getting pressure. That's not going to equal a lot of success for Geno Smith. Not going to equal a lot of success for this offense, and let's be, let's be honest. This is the Detroit Lions has a better chance of getting back there against them than the Rams do. Chargers and Titans, this is the Chargers two and a half. It's an expensive two and a half, but it came off the three. 45 and a half is your total. This is the I don't get it game of the week. Titans looked terrible against the Saints last week. Horrible. Ryan Tannehill was horrible. Ryan Tannehill was tied for the most turnover-worthy plays at the quarterback position in week one. Yes, the Chargers lose. The Chargers lose to the Dolphins, who I think are going to who are going to score a ton of points and beat a lot of people this season, so long as they stay healthy. We talk about this heading into the season, right? The Dolphins' efficiency on offense is ridiculously good. Ridiculously good. Whenever they're all healthy and out there. So the Chargers losing that game, I'm not going to give that a big knock. And I'm going to knock the defense. Like I said, I think the I think the Dolphins are going to put up a ton of yards and a ton of points on a bunch of defenses this year. What we do know about this is that the, is that Ryan Tannehill still stinks. DeAndre Hopkins is questionable. The Saints threw for over 300 yards against this team, thinking what the Chargers are going to do if they want to. Yes, Austin Eckler's out for the Chargers, but if you watch, like Josh Kelly, when he filled in, Josh Kelly was awesome when he filled in for the Chargers last week. I don't get it. I don't know why it came off the three. Two and a half to play for me, Chargers. Again, guys, vcin.com slash subscribe. If you want to head over, take in all the other stuff that we have over on the website. 19 bucks for the first month. Pretty good deal. And then you can decide from there where you want to go. We have like annual discounts and things if you want to come in for the long haul. But vcin.com slash subscribe. And also, if you want to give this thing a five star, you want to give it a thumbs up, whatever it is. You know, help people find this thing. Do appreciate it. Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals are now an expensive three or a cheap three and a half. 46 and a half is your total. This was the first bet I put in my account this past week on the opener. Now, you guys know uh, me and Mike Samich on the handle. We're on air when the new lines are coming out each week. So this was two and a half, just full transparency. I took the, I, I tried, I broke my fingers putting in Cincinnati at two and a half. 
the injury report for the Ravens is horrible. Yet again, we know that Dobbins, we know that Dobbins is already out for the season, which I mean, it's horrible. I mean, I feel so bad for this team. Mark Andrews questionable. That said, he did get in his first full practice of the season. But Marlon Humphrey in the secondary, out. Marcus Williams in the secondary, out. Ronnie Stanley on the offensive line, out. Tyler Linderbaum on the offensive line, out. Two starting offensive linemen, two starters in the secondary against the Cincinnati Bengals team that I don't care what you saw in week one. It's one of the, if if not the best offenses in the NFL. I think they're going to have a field day in this thing. I think they're going to have a field day in this game. Nobody officially out for Cincinnati in this one. Couple guys questionable. Marcus Bailey at the linebacker position. Joseph Asai at the defensive end position. Even at three, Cincinnati. Yeah, even at three, Cincinnati. All day long. They're going to roll in this thing at home. Raiders and Bills. This is eight and a half. Eight, eight and a half in favor of the Bills. 47 is your total. This is going to be my survivor play this week, fellas. Um, Again, all three entries last week on the Commanders. Yeah, I know. I was nervous too. You're out there going, yeah, I was. I was on the Commanders as well. Yeah, it sucks, man. I know. But guess what? We don't have to think about the Commanders again all season long if we don't have to. We don't have to. If we don't want to, we don't have to think about that team again. They're done. Raiders look okay in an upset, actually. Look pretty decent. The problem is, is Jacoby Myers, who was part of the reason they look decent, is out in this game. On the Bills side of things, we talked about this in the preseason, and nothing has changed for me on the Bills side of things. And that is, I don't trust the fact that they don't have a true second option in the receiving game. Steph Diggs is awesome. He he is an amazing number one. But there's no number two. Gabe Davis is terrible. Now, that might turn into Dalton Kincaid being your true number two, but he's a rookie and you can't expect that this early in the season. On the Raiders side of things, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Carter, questionable. They list Jimmy Garoppolo as questionable, but he was a full participant. All these guys were full participants for whatever reason. Jacoby Myers, though, is definitely out because he is in the concussion protocol. Chandler Jones remains out because he's fighting with the team. That said, I don't trust the Bills to cover that big of a number. I wouldn't do it. If I had to play this thing, which I'm not going to put it in the account, if I had to play it at the number that it sits at, I'd probably take the points of the Raiders. They were fairly efficient for how, I mean, listen, at least through week one, hats off to McDaniels, right? We'll see after that. There should be some people who want to play the Bills and teasers, getting this eight and a half down to two and a half. I don't hate it. I just, this is not a good week for teasers to me. Not and, and if you guys have consumed any content of mine over the course of, since I've been doing stuff here at VEASAN, it's, I, I like to play teasers. It's just not a good teaser week at all. I think the Bills win the game. Honestly, I don't know how good this Bills team is and how good they are for the long haul, which is why I'm playing them in Survivor this week and just getting it out of the way. (laughs) Seriously. I don't know how super comfortable I'm going to feel with this team moving forward. Yeah, they're at Washington next week, but it is on the road. I don't think the Giants are as terrible as they showed in week one, so they have the Giants in week six. I mean, I'd rather just play the Bills this week and get it out of the way. I I, I don't know, man. Without, Without a second receiving option, Josh Allen making those YOLO throws and all the things that he did to me. Yeah, it's it's uh it's a little bit dicey there for the Bills. So give me the win. But certainly nothing I want to bet bet. Um survivor pick for me.
Kansas City Chiefs, Jacksonville Jaguars. This is three and a half in favor of the Chiefs. 51, 51 and a half is your total. This started two and a half, went to three, went to three and a half, went back down to three yesterday, then back to three and a half when we get the official news that Kelsey and Jones are going to play for the Chiefs. I think the line's appropriate. I would probably take the dog if I had to play it at three and a half because we're on the other side of a field goal. And I do still have some questions about this chief team in general. But the thing is, is what we saw last week was without Kelsey and Jones. And that is a big, big difference. You're talking about the number one graded defensive lineman in the entire league last year, according to pro football focus and Chris Jones. And then we always, we all know what Travis Kelsey brings to this offense with Patrick Mahomes. So we didn't get a true look at what this chief team is. Now, while I think this team is a little bit closer to everyone else than maybe the odds dictate, I'm going to have to see that first before I come in and start backing the Jags. Jags look great last Well, Calvin Ridley for certain looked great. And when it's all said and done, three and a half might be too much for them at home. But I'm going to need to see it, so pass for me here on this one. 49ers and the Rams. I played the 49ers on the open at six and a half. You can find a flat seven. There are also seven and a halfs out there. 45 and a half is your total. The Matthew Stafford led Rams made Tutu Atwell and Puka Nakua a thing after last week. Puka Nakua. Actually, listen, it's questionable. I thought he was going to be out. So if you listen throughout the course of the week, I, I, I was all over the fact that I thought he was going to be out. Because he he DNP'd two, two, two practices in a row with an oblique injury for a wide receiver. And instead, he's listed as questionable. So it is what it is. Listed as questionable. On the 49er side of things, what can I say? This game is not going to prove me wrong for sure because it's the Rams. Rams are five, one of the five worst teams in the NFL. But certainly week one didn't go very far in uh, in my whole, hey, the 49ers might take a step back this year thing because of their quarterback at the quarterback position. It's just more of the same from Brock Purdy. And here's the thing. That might just be okay. When a team is this loaded on both sides, when they're loaded on the defensive side and they're loaded on the offensive side, that might just be okay. Brock Purdy was the 11th graded quarterback in the NFL last week. He had zero big-time throws. He had two turnover-worthy plays, and they still rolled. It just it might not matter. So I just might be wrong from the aspect that, yeah, he might be league average, and it might be fine. It might not matter that he's league average because they're so ridiculously talented. They're going to win the game. It's just by how much, and do they keep all the starters out? Because, listen, last week, Shanahan kept the starters out there for a vast majority of the game. And he said it's because, you know, hey, look, I've been through these big comebacks before. I don't want that to happen again. I'm going to, you know, yada, yada, yada. That's why he went on. Is he really going to continue to give these guys meaningless snaps? Like, does he really want these guys out there in in situations in which they can get hurt for no reason whatsoever? That's the big question. And that comes into, you know, the seven and a half. Because on the other side of a touchdown, it is still Matthew Stafford. And we know Matthew Stafford can just kind of go YOLO in these type of games. It's why I want no part of it whatsoever. I don't want to play them in Survivor because they have too much future value. I mean, think about this 49ers team. Like, they're good for sure. Now, are they are they elite? We shall see, but they're definitely good. Giants next week, Arizona in week four, Tampa in week 11, Arizona again in 15, Washington in 17, Rams in 18. Should you make it that far? It'd be a gift, right? 
So uh, this would be now I have heard if people are, are playing a teaser this week, I've heard a lot of Bills 49ers. So Bills down to two and a half, 49ers down to a point and a half. I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. I don't. Like I said, the 49ers are going to win. It's just kind of how much they're they're going to win by. So if you want to play them by, you want to play them in a teaser. I don't think it's like the worst thing in the entire world. New York Giants, Arizona Cardinals. This is now balloon. This has gotten back up to four and a half. This started five, went to five and a half real quick on the Giants. Now back, it went all the way back down to four. Now back to four, four and a half. 39 and a half is your total. My guess is here that if you want to back the Cardinals, instead of back in the four and a half or four or four and a half, just play the under because you are definitely going to need a low scoring, ugly game for the Cardinals to keep it close. They just have no talent, right? There's just, the talent is not there on the Cardinal side of the ball. Yeah, the Giants got blow, blown out, but things went off the rails very early for that team. And you have to change your whole game plan right off the bat. And that, it wasn't indicative of what this team truly is. They were driving, people forget, like they were driving the ball to take a three to nothing lead in the game when the field goal got blocked and then returned for a touchdown. And then everything just went off the rails. What's not great is Ezo Jolari is, is doubtful, which basically means out. We know that. Like doubtful means out. And then Andrew Thomas on the offensive line is questionable. He did get in a limited practice on Friday. So for me, I don't want to back the Giants at this number. And I guess if you told me you have to play, you have to play either Giants at four and a half or, or, or take the points of the Cardinals at four and a half. I'd probably take the points of the Cardinals at four and a half if I had to. But for me, I think we just, again, just look more towards a, a low scoring kind of ugly game, right? I mean, Giants paid Saquon Barkley a lot of money. Probably wouldn't run the ball a ton with him. Running just keeps the clock going. Cardinals probably, I mean, well, they can't get into like any sort of shootout through the air. Can't do anything like that. They don't have the personnel, so... Uh, for me, anyway, it'd be an underpass. I don't think this is going to make the card. For me this week, New York Jets at the Dallas Cowboys. What was going to be an awesome game is now not so much. Eight and a half or nine in favor of Cowboys. 38 and a half is your total. I mean, what can we say about this, right? We have no idea how the Jets are going to react to the loss of Aaron Rodgers. And so for me in week two, I like to look at a lot of reactionary type stuff because in week two, for me, typically has been a week that I just, Love from a betting aspect. Love from betting aspect. You can take public sentiment. You can take like think people that just look at look at the surface box scores and not actually dig into the games. Like all these, there's so many different angles in week two. I think are great. And if you want to tell me, you know what? I don't care. It's 38 and a half on the total, and I can get nine points. I'm taking it blindly, regardless. Listen, I get it. In 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 traditional betting, think then that would that would be the case. It really would. You should take nine points in a 38 and a half total. But I've seen Zach Wilson play football. And I can't do it. I've seen Zach Wilson play football. If Zach Wilson was as good as, as good at football as he is on the dating apps, things would be different. But he's just not. And if you watch that game when he came in, I get it. He got thrust into action not thinking that he was going to play. And I, so I, I get all that. That is, I get it. That I get. But... You know, what What are you really going to get here, you know, from him? Short week. But there's no Zach Wilson place. That's the thing. There are no Zach. Everything, everything was built around Aaron Rodgers. This season was the Aaron Rodgers season. There's nothing in there for Zach Wilson. Could there be by the middle of the year? Sure. 
Could they evolve this thing by the middle of the year? Sure. Is this defense still elite? Absolutely. But it's still Zach Wilson, and I don't know how they're going to score any points on this Cowboys defense. It's good. So, pass for me. That said, if you told me, listen, I'm taking the points in this super low total. I don't care what you say, Matt. You know what? More power to you. I think that that would be the only way to go. Washington Commanders, Denver Broncos. The Broncos are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home. 38-and-a-half of the total. Yes, another super low total. And if you watch the Commanders play and you watch the Broncos play, you understand exactly why the total is where it's at. It looks terrible. Both these teams look terrible in week one. But I think the Commanders look worse than the Broncos did. The Broncos do get back Jerry Judy this week. And so now for Sean Payton and for Russell Wilson, there's no there's no excuses, right? I mean, you, you got Jerry Judy back out there. If you want to say like, hey, my number one, man, like he went out there like this is why we look so terrible. So you got him back out there this week. Commanders do get Chase Young back this week. So there is that. And I mean, that's not, it's, you might snicker, I guess, but like that's not insignificant, right? I know Chase Young has been injured and hadn't really been as big of an impact player as we would have liked. Weirdly enough, if you look at last week, and it's just one week, but Russell Wilson had the number one completion percentage over expected. In the NFL last week, despite only throwing for 177 yards, which is just incredibly weird to me. Incredibly weird. Sam Howell, of course, towards the bottom of the league. As you would imagine. I know you would like you would have imagined that anyway. If you look at total EPA, and if you haven't, you know, been been familiar with all the stuff I'm talking about here, EPA expected points added. Sam Howell fourth worst in the NFL. Last week in the NFL. EPA per play, fifth worst. So, you know, look, there, there's not a lot to love about the commanders in this spot. But if, if you don't want to, you know, the Broncos are going to be a contest play for me. So that's that's the difference, right? And whenever we're going through all this stuff, should, there's just multiple different ways to bet all these things. And Broncos for me at three and a half on the other side of the field goal is nothing I actually just want to run and put in my account. I think that that's fairly dicey, right, from what we saw. But it's a contest play, right? It's a contest play. Because if they can't beat this Washington Commanders team by this, we're, we're able to take advantage if this actually is a buy-low spot on the Broncos because they can't be as bad as we saw last week and the Commanders are terrible. We at least get some exposure to the buy-low spot without having to lose money in case they are actually terrible, in case Russell Wilson is actually washed, in case Jerry Judy coming back absol- means absolutely nothing for this team. And that might be the case. They are going to be down there tight end, Greg Dolchich. He is going to be out. You're like, oh, I mean, listen, that's it's a thing, right? Starter's a starter. And he's going to be out. Jerry Judy, to me, feels like a guy that's going to be in on limited snaps. Maybe only playing the red zone, stuff like that. It's receiving props at 50 and a half. Do with that what you will. I don't know if he's going to be out there every snap. I'll just leave it at that. Sunday night football, Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots. Dolphins, currently cheap threes across the board. There is one two and a half that is out there. 46 and a half is your total. I played the Dolphins at two as soon as this thing came out. I thought this thing was easily going to go on the other side of a field goal. I was wrong. I thought people were going to be able to see what I saw in this Patriots team last week, which was very good defensive effort but still just nothing to write home about. 
very good defensive effort, but still nothing to write home. But like I said, I mean, I, I'm, I'm willing to be wrong or willing to be proven wrong. I should say on the Patriots, maybe Bill O'Brien coming in actually really and truly made this offense good, or at least above league average in a very short amount of time. And I'm willing to be, I'm willing to be proven wrong. And when that is the case, I'll come on here and say how wrong I am. And I think a lot of people are looking at the Dolphins last week and seeing all those yards that the Chargers put up, seeing how many points that they gave up. And they're saying like, yeah, there's just no way. No way I can back this, this Dolphins team on the road. Well, you know what? It's not cold yet in Foxborough. This Dolphins offense is definitely for real so long as all their playmakers are out on the field. And this Dolphins defense is going to show better over the course of the season they did in week one. I think the Chargers offense... Like, the upside of the Chargers offense is a top-five offense in all the NFL. So I'm not holding it against them at all. I am willing to be proven wrong that this is where we find out that the Patriots are not as good as we thought. Or the, or the Patriots, you know, the guys that are waving the flag for the Patriots out there, that, that they're not as good as we thought. That being said, I could be wrong. This could be terrible. And uh, I could come on here next week and be like, guess what, guys? I'm totally wrong about this Patriots team. I just don't think I am. I'm higher on the Dolphins than most people, so that's the disclaimer. But I do think the ceiling for this Dolphins team is very, very high. Very high. Specifically on the offensive side of the ball, could be on the defensive side as well. Guys, come on back. See, get a subscription to this podcast feed, and here's the deal. We're going to talk Monday Night Football on a completely separate podcast to go deep in depth with the Saints and the Panthers, the Browns and the Steelers. So just come back. Do appreciate the support. If you go ahead and give us a little rating, that would be awesome as well. But honestly, just your subscription means a lot. This podcast feed, absolutely free, and will stay absolutely free all NFL season long. So appreciate you guys and your support. We've won here early, and now small sample size, but we've won here early. So let's try to keep it going. Let's try to keep on winning this season. Good luck on all your week two bets. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.